in Christ Jesus, who is our mighty fortress, dear fellow students of the Word, fellow redeemed. No matter which day you watch, listen to, or read the news, headlines scream of terrible events that lead us to realize that we live in a world of sin, with situations that frighten us and make us sick at heart. Terrorism is prevalent not just in Israel with Hamas and Hezbollah, but around the world. Violence is rampant. COVID is still present. Morals are being eroded. Decency is being erased. And our American way of life with capitalism is under attack. Psalm 46 has been called a psalm of holy confidence for God's people. No matter what threatening event has taken place over the years, whether it be personal, national, or international, God's people have found new courage by reading this psalm. This psalm is also Martin Luther's confidence. In fact, most of you know that this is a psalm on which he based his mighty his hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. This morning we'll be looking at the first three verses of Psalm 46. And hopefully after this brief study, all of you will also look upon Psalm 46 as your psalm of holy confidence in this world of uncertainty, in this world of turmoil and sin. We read verses 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Selah. Nothing in this psalm identifies to us what the reason for it was written. No doubt, this psalm was written to comfort for many different crises throughout Israel. But its application applies to just not just one event. It says God's presence is our help. The psalm begins with God is our refuge. Literally, God is a place to which we can flee for safety. Martin Luther called God a mighty fortress, a fortified castle, a strong, a secure stronghold. Scripture is filled with pictures of God making a safety, a secure stronghold, a refuge for the poor, the helpless, the worn. During the flood, God prepared an ark for Noah, which he spent many years building. When the children wandered in the wilderness, in the hot desert, God provided a safety and a refuge of the pillar of cloud over them during the day. And at night in the darkness and cold of night, the pillar of fire. When the children rebelled and the poisonous snakes bit them, God provided a refuge of safety with a brass servant to look to and they'll be healed. If you killed someone accidentally, there are six cities of refuge you could turn to and be safe. And for every single sinner in this world, the ultimate place of safety and refuge, the cross of Christ and the empty tomb. 
God wants every believer to look upon him as being their personal refuge, their personal fortress, to turn to them first for a place of safety. For he's a very present help, which means a well-proven help. The psalmist experienced that. The Lord had been proven to be true, true to his word. And so the past has been proven that he can be trusted. He's our refuge. Why would the future be any different? This first verse is what gave Luther the confidence to be able to stand in the face of death threats before the Pope and the Emperor when he was told to recant, to take back everything he had written. And he courageously, confidently, boldly declared, unless I am convinced by the testimony of Scripture, I cannot and I will not retract. Here I stand. I can do no other. God help me. Amen. Luther faced an angry, hostile pope and emperor, and instead of despairing, caving in, or compromising, he fled to God for his refuge. He turned to Jesus as his strength, for he had proclaimed that we are saved by God's grace alone, by faith in Jesus Christ alone, and that's found in Scripture alone. Martin Luther didn't know if God would keep him alive, but he knew that he would keep alive the movement. For the Reformation is based upon the proclamation that man is saved alone through Jesus and not by his own good works. So, now that the psalmist has laid down this foundational fact that if God is our refuge and strength, a well-proven help in trouble, he then concludes, what is there to fear? Mountain shaking, waters roaring, earth being removed. How did Luther put it in his hymn? Though devils all the world should, world should fill, all eager to devour us, we tremble not, we fear no ill, they shall not overpower us. And so even in the face of Satan's schemes, the sinful world's temptation, and our own sinful flesh's desire to lead us astray, we need not fear. For our crucified, risen, and ascended Savior says to every single one of us this morning, Son, daughter, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. I give you eternal life, and you shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch you out of my hand. And I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. The Lord also talks about not being afraid in his words through Isaiah, the prophet. He says similar words to what the psalmist wrote here. He says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And again, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Nor shall the flames scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. 
And even in the face of the ultimate catastrophe, the destruction of this world, when heaven and earth will pass away, we need not fear. Because Judgment Day will be the best day of our lives. And our Savior comes to take us to the safety of heaven. So, why should such daily trials and troubles like loneliness, or maybe lack of friends, or fear of failure, hard classes, lots and lots of homework, illness, loss of loved ones, our personal sins, or any other problem or trial in life ever lead us to fear. A mighty fortress is our God. It's called the Battle Hymn of the Reformation. Psalm 46, from which the hymn came, can be called the Christian's Battle Hymn for all eternity. May we as blood-bought Redeem sinners, believers in Christ, face our future with the same confidence, courage, and boldness. as did the psalmist, and that did Martin Luther. So though we see sin every day all around us, and so we hear every day of this earth shaking with terrorism, and violence, and rioting, and murder, and poverty, and grief, and tears, and sadness, and immorality, and disease, and turmoil. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Brothers and sisters, look to your Savior on the cross. Look to his empty tomb. In him we have forgiveness, life, and the ultimate victory. They yet have nothing won. The kingdoms, the kingdom ours remaineth. Amen. We'll sing hymn 774.